1: It's time for another episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas, the podcast covering the intersection of business, culture, entrepreneurship, and life in general here in the Ozarks. Whether you are considering a move to this area or trying to learn more about the place you call home, we've got something special for you. Without further ado, here's our fearless host, Randy Wilburn. Hey,
0: folks, and welcome to another episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas. We have a special episode for you today. I'm here with my friend Cody Ford. Cody does a number of things, but today he's in his official capacity as a representative of Idle Class, the magazine. And uh, Idle Class is actually a magazine that the uh, that the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast and myself were featured on recently, actually in the fall edition of the Idol Class magazine for 2021. They really said some nice stuff about what we're doing here in Northwest Arkansas with the podcast. And so Cody's been a, been a great friend and, and somebody that I c- connected with a while back. And so we're excited to have him back on the podcast to not only talk about the Idol Class magazine, but also to talk about the Black Apple Awards. And I'm gonna le- leave this up to Cody to To break it down and, and just to let our audience know all about the Black Apple Awards and everything that goes into to putting this production together. So Cody Ford, how are you doing today? Randy, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on the show. Absolutely. Absolutely. So why don't we just introduce yourself to the audience in case they forgot about you and I don't know how they could do that, but just tell us a little bit about yourself and your background real quickly, just to introduce yourself maybe to to some of our newer listeners. Yeah, my name is
2: Cody Ford, and I am the founder uh, of the Idle Class magazine. And Idle Class, we launched way back in 2011. First as a Tumblr blog. A year later, we came on as a uh, website with IdleClassMag.com. And then, you know, there's this part of me that I had right out of college, right out of UCA. For undergrad, I had I ran a publication. They asked me to start one when I worked at the local paper there, and I did one called The Libertine. And it was just sort of a tabloid size monthly thing that we put out at the colleges because, you know, that was whenever they first started to be like, oh, we're emerging readers and young people don't read. So like I started that. And of course, the, they didn't really understand the full meaning of the name of it anyway. So I got that under the radar. And, uh, you know, that was just such a fun thing. And like with that, I mean, we, we also covered a lot of the things Idle Class covers. And then we covered other things such as politics and things like that. And, you know, but we always had like a cover artist for each one, because I was always kind of inspired by the New Yorker and stuff. But I did that. And for all these, you know, I did that for like two years, a friend of mine took the job, he ran it for a couple years, and then it just went away when he left. And I had moved up here to Fayetteville. So I knew all these people uh, down there, all my friends from college, you know, who were in Little Rock, I was going to Little Rock a lot still. And then I had all these friends up here who would create None of them knew each other. You know, like th- that was the thing. Wh- while you had like a statewide paper, like Democrat Gazette, and it had a style section. It's like they sort of each had their own, like NWA had its own thing. Suchartes had its own thing. And there wasn't a lot of like statewide arts coverage. And so for years, you know, after doing the Liberty, I was like, man, I really would love to start something. and. And there had been a time when I actually priced it out, and it was just, and it was just such a cost prohibitive thing. I would have need like twenty, thirty thousand dollars to launch it, and so I didn't. And then, you know, like I say, two thousand and eleven, Tumblr comes along. I was like, well, you know what, start a Tumblr, and we did that. Next year, we started a website, and I never thought I would get to do print again because it always seems so cost prohibitive. And then, just randomly, someone I, I was working for like a branding agency, and I was trying to get some, um. Uh, just, I guess, estimates on we're going to propose advice. And so I was getting estimates at a local publication. I, I emailed one of the people and she wrote me back and she's like, no, you're not going to use this for, the, you know, for the idle class, are you? And at that time, I, I wasn't even thinking about launch print. It seemed way out of reach. And I was like, no, I'm not. And I really wasn't planning to. And but it like planted that seed. And I was like, you know, maybe I can check. So I went online and then I just you know, it, I found like this aggregator where you could put in sort of what you were thinking You know, for pages, for type of paper, et cetera. And then you, they would just blast it out to printers all across the country. And I did that and I got a bid that seemed reasonable. And I was like, well, you know, I could, I could save up and come up with this. And so I already had some savings. And so I saved up over the course of like, I don't know, close to a year. And with that, I, we did our first issue in 2013, February 2013, it came out. It was, like I say, it was something I never thought we'd be able to do in print, but it was such an incredible thing, such a rush. And we, like I say, I paid for the majority of that first issue. I sold a couple of ads and used that to pay my contributors. But from there, I was like, well, we, we only did like 1,200 copies of that very first one. And I was like, well, you know what? I want to, I, I need to get advertisers if I want to do the second one. So I'm going to go distribute this at places I want to advertise in the next issue. And I did it. And it worked like they saw people reading it. They saw people responding to it. And they're like, oh, yeah, we want to be in this thing. And we had really cheap prices as well. I mean, we've always been priced better than the other publications, but it has also kind of been a hindrance at times, too. So we did that. And it's like we did a second one. I was like, I'm going to try it again. We did a third one. And it just kind of kept going and kept going and has grown over the years. And, you know, so here we are. It was back in you know this February that it was our ninth anniversary of being in print which for an independent publication, like we've never had investors. We don't have institutional backing. We'd love some. If if any investors or institutional institutions (laughs) want to give us money, I'll take it. Um, I will sell out. I'll say that. But but yeah, so like we've pulled it off by the skin of our teeth over the years and just having all these great people who saw what we were doing and they're like, well, I'll do that and I'll give you a third or even less, a quarter of what I would normally charge to like design it. Or to help you with the website or to write or what have you. And so we've been able to just keep it going, you know, just with, with still like with a startup mentality, kind of. It's just we're a very, very old startup at this point. But Get yeah. Off. Nine years in print. And we are here, we're celebrating the arts in Arkansas. And that's what we do. It was always like I said, I wanted to bring those people, Little Rock, Central Arkansas, let them know about the people up here, and vice versa. And we even, you know, we've gotten out to Jonesboro, we've gotten down to El Dorado, And just all across the state to really raise awareness of the creative culture within our state, whether that be, you know, filmmaking or, you know, this new issue that you're in, film and media issue and, you know, visual art. We've done architecture. We've done culinary arts. We did radio once. I mean, we've really just covered the gamut. And the next one's going to be the knowledge issue. I'll talk about that more in a minute. But, yeah, it's just it's really been exciting to be able to spotlight with each issue this different sector of, you know, things within our state uh, of, of creative. So yeah, it, it's been a ride and it's been a good one. It's, you know, there's been some,
0: some highs and some lows, but you know, I'm, I'm still loving it. So, yeah. Yeah. No, well, I love I love hearing that. And I think a lot of people probably wonder what goes what what goes into the sausage making process of putting a magazine together. Right. You know, you think of a lot of the local magazines that I could think of, like there's a, a bike Arkansas magazine and there is there's a magazine for. Uh, well, of course, we have cityscapes and there's a there's a lot of local magazine on the scene. And you would think that with the proliferation of social media and everything being virtual, that that magazines would have gone the way of. Well, the way that newspapers are going, but they haven't quite succumbed uh, to that yet. I think some people still like looking at a magazine and, and uh, reading them and, you know, checking them out and sharing them. I know I like I like to look at them on a regular basis. So, I mean, there's there's still an audience for that.
2: Yeah, I, I agree completely. The The love of holding something in your hand, that that's never gone away for sure. It's not as, you know, widespread as it once was. But there, there's definitely still, I think, a place for print publications. And you know what I think, believe has helped us is we've always approached each, each issue like it was kind of a work of art. And so if you look, I mean, there's never been like, rarely have we kept like the same masthead or the same interior design. I mean, we've worked with a lot of designers over the years. I designed it personally for like the first four or five years, I think. Mm-hmm. And then since then, we've had all these great designers. So each one was supposed to stand alone as this work of art. And and I think it's really paid off. And I've had so many people come up and like just make comments about how like they keep this issue. Oh, I've got that issue from last year, so I'm a coffee tape. You know, people hang on to this. I know people mm. who have taken the covers; they put them on their wall. Like I've done that too. But you know, it's it's my things. But you know, it's just cool to hear that people who aren't like you know part of what we're doing on the creation process love it that much. They're like you know what? Got to frame that cover. Put it in my bathroom or something. So so that's been really cool. And and I think it just comes down to really treating each one like it's not something to be thrown away, that it, it is a lasting, tangible thing.
0: Yeah. So in the last nine years, what has been kind of like your biggest or greatest memory of of what you've been able to create with the Idol Class magazine that really stays with you? I mean, what has been your prime motivation that keeps you moving forward and putting out this magazine on a regular basis? I think I'm just a masochist, Randy. there are days when i feel like it i do i do
2: right 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 but but in but in all seriousness i think it has been the response honestly because people i mean if you go to an uh, the coast somewhere to a big city you mentioned arkansas we get dismissed as just hicks pretty much you know unless it's somebody who's been here or has a connection and then they get it and, and I think Crystal Bridges really did a great job of changing that conversation and putting us on the map, but there's still, you know, that serves its own purpose as this sort of shining light on a hill, but there wasn't necessarily something, you know, down on the lower levels that, that was kind of doing that. So I think, you know, what, what we've been able to do and just having people love it and see the need for it and just be there to support us. And like I say, I've had all these great contributors over the years and staff who've always been willing to like work for next to nothing. And so, yeah, it's just that. It it is knowing that we are playing a major role within the arts ecosystem within the state. And I think, you know, there have definitely been changes in the nine years that we've been doing this in print that that I've been able to see for one, and I'm not trying to credit us on saying, oh yeah, this is because of us or anything. But one of the, the big things is there's more arts coverage. Yeah, now, Some of that I definitely think is because of Crystal Bridges and now the momentary and all that. But I also, I mean, there I will say, I think maybe just a little is because, you know, some of the magazines saw us doing it and it's like, OK, well, let's, you know, and there have been times when I've seen them, seen them do things that I've responded to to try to figure out ways that we could incorporate stuff. So I think there has been a little bit of that symbiotic relationship at times in terms of, you know, covering the arts. The other thing being, and this is something I don't credit us for at all, is that, there has been a major shift in people, how th- the powers that be in our government see the arts. And I mean, you see it here in cities as like through public art, like the way that is blown up. You know, that started with mm-hmm. the unexpected uh, down at Fort Smith. And that's, you know, growing up here in northern Arkansas, all around the state. And people realize creative placemaking. They realize the importance of it. And that has tri- you know gone into the broader conversation of how that affects the economy. And so you can always say, well, Fort Smith has a cool downtown. People want to come see the murals. So they're getting they might go to a show at one of the bars. They might go eat down there. Yeah, there's that. But I think even in the last few years and some of this, I would credit to Arkansans for the arts, is that there has been a major push within the Arkansas Economic Development Commission to recognize the arts in, in the broadest sense. Of the importance that it has within our economy here in the state, because it's not just like, oh, you work at Crystal Bridges or like the art center in Little Rock, that kind of a thing. I mean, that can be you're a graphic designer or, you know, you're running sound somewhere or I mean, it's just or even you're a chef like like it's such a broad thing or you're designing bike trails. There, There's all of that. And and especially with as you know, with my, my day job at Arkansas Cinema Society, film has grown dra- dramatically. I mean, I think about when well, we did our first film issue in twenty thirteen, we did the next one in twenty sixteen, and then this past year. I mean, it's just night and day. Like in just you know five years or, or six years, whatever that was from in between our last two film issues of just how many people were involved, all the new faces in the scene. And we didn't get to cover a lot. There were a lot of people that after we did this past one that I found out about and I was like, Oh man, I wish I'd known about them. We could have put them in there because there's so many people because people are moving here and like, they can still I have so many friends. I was on the phone with one earlier who is like in New York I was in LA earlier. I have another friend who I think's in Atlanta shooting commercials. So a lot of people from the coast are moving here using this, as their base of operations and they're still going out and working. And then they're also bringing work here and they're, you know, homegrown filmmaking has blown up here and just media in general. I mean, you know, people that are doing podcasts like, like you are, you know, that, that is another aspect of this creative economy that might've been overlooked in the past. So I really do believe we, Arkansas is waking up to the fact that we have a really phenomenal creative culture and we're celebrating that. And that has always been our mission. So I'm proud to say that we've been out there fighting the good fight for a long time about it.
0: Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And I think a lot of what you guys are doing is encouraging that creativity. I mean, of course, I don't know that you could take credit for Minari, but I mean, you've got more movies that are being filmed here in this area, even though theoretically that was technically filmed in, in Oklahoma. But but I mean, but the, the writer is from here. The, the creator of that movie is from here. He wanted and, to film here.
2: It just there wasn't enough funding at that time Yeah, to, yeah. for him to get a uh, guaranteed tax incentives. But yeah, I mean, yeah. ACS has worked with the Economic Development Commission and there's a whole new line of tax credits. So there's a backup in case Governor Hutchinson's office. Didn't have they were out of bonds, you
0: know. Now it's like you okay, know. you can go for a tax credit, but that's a whole nother conversation. I think I know, yeah. before, and it's good. And and I'm I'm going to give a shout out to one other individual, Mike Day, who is a, a local filmmaker, and and he's making short films and has been invited to a lot of mm-hmm. a, a lot of uh, regional and national film festivals. So I mean, there's just a lot of activity going on. Yeah. But getting back to the arts and what you said earlier, and I think of organizations like Cash and OZCast and. A lot of the programs that that we have seen lately, th- this is a fertile ground for artistic expression and arts creation. And so, you have found a way to tap into that with the Idle Class Magazine.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And and you know, mentioning Cash, we'll get into the Black Apple Awards here in a minute. You know, they they are presenting sponsor this year, and so we're going oh. for that. And, and so, yeah, I think there is. You're seeing a lot of that support occurring. And it, you know, it's changing the landscape a lot up here, you know, Little Rock, other parts of the state are, there's not as much change here there because the, you know, that they're not, unfortunately there, there isn't a cache down in Central Arkansas right. that is, right. you know, that, that is doing what they're doing. So, so yeah, it, it is interesting to see how the landscape is changing in this area. And, uh, you know, I hear a lot of people saying good things and sometimes people complain, but it's, that's just part of change is you're never going to make everybody
0: happy all the time. No, you won't. No, you won't. So, well, I mean, let's talk a little bit about Black Apple Awards. Why did you guys create this in the first place? Well,
2: I, as you know from reading magazines, it's like Cityscapes does this or Arkansas Times, like all these others, they always do like their best job, And yep. a lot of that might be like best uh, sushi or, or whatever. You know, it, it's just sort of random with like businesses and things. And but I, I still like that idea. But I was like, what if we just did that with creatives? And so it was, uh, we we did the first one. I'm trying to remember if it was, I guess it was 2014, maybe it's, I think it was 2014 or 2015. I forget. And I was just looking at this up yesterday and I'm totally going blank on it, but it might have been 2015. Uh, But yeah, we launched these and when we launched it, the name came from, we we were right before the Hard Cider, Black Apple Hard Cider opened. Mm -hmm. We, We had our first one a few months before that. I didn't even know about them. And, like, the name came from my friend Marty, because uh, I was like, man, I want to do these awards, and let's honor these creatives, just like the magazines to do, but let's throw a party. And I was like, "But we, I don't know what to call it. And he's like, we're brainstorming Arkansas-related things. And he's like, well, you know, there's the, the black apples that are native to the state. I was like, oh, that's mm-hmm. it, Cool. And then we can have apple as the logo. And then, like, a couple months later, you know, the, the cidery opened. But I was like, right. But everybody kind of equates it to them because they're around year round. And this is just something that happens. But, you know, we love those guys like they've sponsored and things like that. But, yeah, that is where the name came from. And the first year we did it over at uh, the Green Room off of Dixon Street. I'll get it in there. The next year we had that area, but we took all of that block. Like back then there was Nightbird Books, there was Fayette Chill. And then Puritan, and then we had uh, a parking lot. I keep going blank of that. And so we programmed stuff in all of that that year. And it was so cool. We had circus performers and we had like acro yoga outside. We had music going on. We had comedy and nightbird films over here. Like it was, it was amazing. It's probably been what my favorite of all of them. And then the next year was kind of a disaster. And we did it on top of the Dixon, on top of the parking deck over there, which mm-hmm. is a cool venue if you do it early enough in the year. And we were supposed to have done it in May. And it got pushed back by a month. And by the time we got out there in June, man, I mean, like our sound person, she had uh, like heat stroke on at three o'clock. It was just a disaster. And like, I I honestly didn't want to do it ever again after that year. But then the next year we were, we partnered up with NWA Fashion Week and, you know, did it, then. And so they handled a lot of the heavy lifting and that was a lot of fun to just be able to kind of go experience it more without having to do all the organizing and then in 2019, that was the last time we did it. Was November 2019? We got to do it at Theater Square, and they had just opened a few months before that. And there's the Commons area, which if you've been to Theater Square, you know it's just amazing in there. Beautiful. I think, I think outside of like their grand opening, we were the first. We were the first non-Theater Square big event to occur in there, I believe. And man, it was just an amazing night. And so we kind of focused that one all around dance. So we had three dance performances, and uh, then just DJs playing in between. And I uh, you know, tried to you know utilize the space as much as possible. And, and yeah, that one was really amazing. I, I had a great time. And you know, then COVID struck. and But we, we were going to come back last year. We wanted to do it. And we were going to do it at the Cash Studios. And then we found out, like we've been planning it, and then found out that we couldn't because they didn't have a sprinkler system. And so we're like, well, we'll do it at 214 up in Springdale. And we're going to do it in the fall. And then Delta hit. I'm like, okay, well, February 2022. And we announced that on the back of this issue. It says February 2022, Black Apple Awards. And then Omicron hit. And it was just like, oh God, it's not going to end. And so, but we pushed it back to March 25th. And hopefully we don't end up with any sort of cataclysmic event. I'm just going to cross my fingers and knock on wood because <laughs> it might happen in the next two weeks. But yeah, we are March 25th, Friday night at 214, formerly the Arts Center of the Ozarks. That is at 214 South Main Street. I'm gonna clarify that because You put in the wrong part, you end up in the wrong part of town. So 214 South Main Street in Springdale. And the venue currently is called 214. I think they're going to maybe rebrand it next year. I'm I'm not for sure. But anyway, if you've ever been in that space when it was the ACO, you know, incredible space. And so we're really excited to be in there.
0: Okay. Well, that's great. So... What are the categories for the awards? Are, are there a lot of them? I mean, I know how and you're right I mean when I think of like the 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 Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette when they do the best of I mean there's like a category for everything you know there's but but I mean how how many categories how how did you guys come up with your list of categories and what did you determine was worthy of recognition? okay so
2: you know over the years we have changed that which different awards we gave out? But it's always fallen under three broad categories. And that's been like visual art, that has been performance and culinary arts. So we've always kept that so- those sort of broad like buckets or whatever. And then we would drop different awards. in. There. And, you know, we, we've changed it throughout the year. Sometimes we've gotten pushback. The ones we're doing this year, I think I added one thing. The rest of it is the same as what we did in 2019. And then, of course, I had people coming to me like, well, you know, what about this one? I'm like, ah, we did that one once. Maybe we should bring it back. And we could do easily 40 of these things. It's just, you know, not it's. we would be there. It'd have to be a two-day event or something. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, some of uh, the, just to, to do a preview, some of the awards were given out. Like, we have Favorite Maker. Favorite two D artists. Yeah, you know, we used to say at one point we said favorite painter, and we had a favorite illustrator category. But then it's like, well, let's just merge those together. So favorite two D artist, favorite three D artist, and for three D that could be somebody who does installations. It could be someone who makes sculptures. You know, and and then you get into more of those maker type things. We have fashion designer, photographer. Uh, we do a public artist one, and then you get into performance. We have like performance group, which is sort of broad. I mean, we have the, the joint venture, which is a comedy thing out of North Little Rock and Argenta. We have Mellow Light, which is a group out of Eureka Springs and Mellon light. They do, they have different, they have play that they put on. Uh, They've done a few of them over the last few years. They're really cool. And you get into like favorite show, you get in solo musician, food truck, sweet chef. I mean, it just, it kind of goes on and on. So I I think there's about 23 or 24 awards we will be given out. I just don't know the exact number off the top of my head.
0: Okay. And uh, what do they actually get? A a brass grass b- a black apple, or oh, I've like literally that. gotten well, not a real black apple, but we did three D print
2: black apples. When you oh cool, 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 uh, okay, yeah. Usually there is an apple theme of some sort. La- uh, last time it didn't look like an apple. It was a really cool award last time. Uh, Susanna Shrekheis, who's a, a artist, multimedia artist here at Table, she did some really cool looking ones. And the year before that, we had uh, Sasha Ryevsky and Matt Buell, Sasha being a painter, Matt. Just woodworking, they collabed on something. Uh, I'm trying to remember. We had Electric Ghost printing, and then a woodworker up here. They did a thing the year before, and then you know, like I, th- I think before that, uh, maybe it was Jonathan Paradin cut it out, and then I had a lo- an artist who lived here at the time. I had her paint them, and so th- there's another one in there. I'm totally oh yeah, the 3D printed year as well. So yeah, it's always every year we have like to do something different, and so it's really cool. And this year we have, we're going with more instead of a 3D thing, we're going with more of a 2D thing. And I have Chad at a big box design. Mm-hmm. He's going to be, he's going to be designing It's going to be one image and then we're going to have like three different colorways. So like you get this set of colors on it. Uh, that would be, if you're in the culinary kind of category, this one, the visual art and then performance kind of a thing. And so, yeah, we'll be getting those printed and framed and handing those out. So yeah, it, it, it'll, it'll be a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, it sounds like a lot of fun. And is is it so is it gonna be in the line of an award show or will it be kind of a show quasi get together slash party event? I'm gonna go with the latter on that.
2: Uh <laughs> the very first year we tried to have people do speeches and stuff, but we were in there in the garden room and you couldn't hear anything. So everybody was just in there yeah. talking. And it yeah, that that was one of our, our learning things. It's like, yeah, don't have people give speeches, don't you know? <laughs> We pared it down the next time. But yeah, it's basically, you know, we have, you know, a few different presenters throughout the evening for each set of, you know, category, set of awards sort of things. And so, yeah, we'll uh, we'll, we'll give those out. People can come up there. But throughout the evening, I mean, it's just a party. It is a big art party. So here at 214, we are going to have a lot of really cool stuff. There's going to be installations, like when you walk in, we're going to have some video art, we're going to have neon art, Uh, and upstairs, there's a black box gallery. So we're going to have some really cool video stuff and neon stuff up there. And then downstairs, I mean, we're going to have, you know, sculptures and things like that. And then art aligning walls and some other cool things that we're looking at doing. We're going to have augmented reality. So mm. everybody, you know, remember when Pokemon ga- Go gave us world peace for like two weeks back in 2016. Know, maybe this can inspire world peace again. I, I don't know. <laughs> but uh, I'm working with a uh, filmmaker and UA professor, Ringo Jones, who is has Going to be putting together. I I think he's going to be bringing uh, some of these paintings to life that are that will be hanging there. So you can download this app. We'll have signage with instructions. You download the app, hold it up at one of these paintings, and like Ringo's going to bring it to life. So that's going to be cool. I haven't seen anybody do that around here before. And we're also working on having an NFT gallery, uh, you know, it's, that's kind of a hot button thing. Some people hate it, you know, some not some people don't know what it is, but this is going to be more of like, we're going to have a screen, you know, like, like a TV or monitor, and it's going to have like the image and then a little bit of info on it. And then like a QR code, if you wanted to buy it, like mm-hmm. like that kind of a thing. So, so we're going to be curating that with different NFTs from Arkansas based artists as well. So yeah, I mean, and we're still kind of adding things in terms of the art aspect of it. But for performances, what we have booked so far, there are a few more surprises coming, but we're going to have Amos Cochran and Christian Serrano Torres will be performing a, a piece and Christian will be kind of playing throughout the evening here and there as well. But uh, yeah, they've got this really cool, it's going to be like a film piece with them performing there on stage in the auditorium there at 214 mm-hmm. and then. We have uh, a DJ, Cheeseman, who will be doing his thing. And then Jazz, a hip-hop guy that I know out of Pine Bluff, Dimensional, he's going to be coming up. And I think they might even collab a little bit. And Damon might play along with what, what, what Aaron is laying down as the DJ. So, yeah, those are the ones we have booked so far. And I, I think we're going to have a couple other things that get added in between now and uh, Friday, March 25th.
0: So on, on Friday the 25th, this, will be, this is um, going to be from what time to what time? Well, we're going to start
2: at six, but six is like, we've always kind of had like a VIP hour where you can come in and just hang out for everybody else gets there. You get a uh, chef. Case we will be do- having hors d'oeuvres for VIPs, and then we'll have a special performance of some kind going on then. And then, yeah, just hang out early entry, kick it. And then a regular door is going to open at 7 p.m. for everybody else.
0: Okay. All right. Cool. And then you guys are going to party to the break of dawn, I guess. So Uh, something like that. Or until Cash kicks us out. (laughs) (laughs) kicks you out. No, I love that. I think that's great. Well, I certainly want to encourage everybody to come out and, participate in the black apple awards especially if you have uh, a bent towards um the creative set if you uh consider yourself an artist i could think of so many people that we've had on this podcast including uh, of course again like i said yourself cody and jake lewis uh, a great uh woodworker i you mean one yeah so, yeah. so so uh, Jake's stuff is, I have a piece of his artwork in my office. I love Jake's stuff. And it's so, great. I've known Jake a long time, actually. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and I think of other people like Shelly Muber and, and others. Shelly will have a piece hanging during this as well. Yeah. I dominated actually.
2: Oh, oh good. Think, she should be. I, I think she for, should for be. 2D, I, I think. I, I don't have yeah.
0: for in front of me. She should be, but I mean, yeah, Shelly's a good friend. We've had Kenya Christian on the pod, on the podcast. I mean, there's just a lot of great artists in and around Northwest Arkansas, people that you wouldn't have any idea how much creative talent there is here uh, until you get exposed to them. So whether you're friends with them on Facebook or you follow them on Instagram, you know, what what Cody and his team at the Idol class are doing are exposing you to a whole nother level of, of people that are really making great art that are creating great things that are pulling from the bowels of who they are as individuals and sharing what they have to share with the world. And so I really want to encourage people that listen to this podcast. If you are even one iota interested in the arts, you need to come out to this event, support idol class magazine and the black apple awards and Cody Ford, Cody Ford and what he is doing. And, um, Definitely come participate. Now, is there is there a cost to come to the party itself? Yeah, or to the, yeah. It's, uh, yeah there's a cost.
2: I mean, we, we pay the performers. And also, I mean, this is sort of a fundraiser for the magazine because, you know, it's, sure. times are tough for print. Yeah, And so yeah, this, absolutely. this is one way that we bring in funding for like the, this upcoming knowledge issue that we're going to do where we talk about all the creative ways that knowledge is shared, you know, whether that be through certain types of, you know, technology or more traditional museum exhibits, things like that. But yes, okay. Back to the cost. Uh, it is forty dollars for VIP. You I know, mean, like I say, Chef Case going to be doing some more d'oeuvres there, and then twenty for general admission. And w- there will be complimentary beverages uh,
0: available throughout the evening, too. Okay, perfect, perfect. Well, good. I I think this is exciting. I so is it is it your hope that that maybe you have chanced upon a date and a time of the year that you hope to continue to do it at this time moving forward or? This was originally the time that we had done it like the first
2: few years was the spring. And I I think that's the best time to do it. Like I say, it got bumped up to summer one year and then it had been yeah. fall. It's been fall for a while. But yeah, I'm, I'm hoping, you know, we can kind of keep it in the
0: spring from here on out. So, yeah. Yeah, because we don't we don't want anybody getting heat stroke. So that's the, no, last, no, that's it, the last thing. You and want, it was a rough so. one.
2: It, 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 oh, I can
0: but, imagine. I can imagine. Uh, so,
2: but, but yeah. And one other thing I wanted to say that was non-Black Apple related that I, I forgot to say earlier is the last few years, I have just been the publisher for the magazine, and we have had a really phenomenal editor, Julia Trump. And Julia had started off as a writer for me when she was just a student at U of A, and and she did such an incredible job as our editor. And I have to just shout her out for that. We, for like the last year or two, have had uh, Dana Holroyd as our designer. Dana is fantastic, and she did a really great job too. And so they have both like stepped down just because of, regular work related things, because this has never been any of our day jobs. So but I have to shout out both of them, because I mean, they really made it special. I mean, I was impressed. I learned a lot from both of them just watching them, you know, even though I've I, been doing it for a while, it was still a learning experience for me watching them do their thing. So it was very cool to see them do what they did. And I'm very proud of those last few years of issues we have. And I hope I can live up to it coming back to edit this next one. And, you know, and, and we, can, we can keep the streak going of really, you know, great arts coverage in a way that people want to, you know, hang on to that magazine and put it on their coffee table.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I, like I said, I actually got went and got uh, several copies of, of your magazine. It's available at places like uh, Experience Fayetteville and mm-hmm. other locations around the city. Uh, you can get it at the Fayetteville Public Library and other places. So uh, certainly encourage you to pick up a live copy, a physical copy of the Idol Class magazine uh, when and where possible. And you can also go online to I- idolclassmag.com. Yeah, you can and, say it. Uh, and yeah. you can
2: read the print editions themselves at right. issue.com slash the idle class. That is I S S U U.com slash the idle class. So you can check that out. And anyone who wants to uh, vote for the black apple awards, we're still doing voting through, I, I think through the 22nd, I believe is what <laughs> we're saying. And and so people can still go vote for these nominees and then they can also, there's a link to get tickets there as well. If you want to get tickets in advance and that is idolclassmag.com slash black apple 2022.
0: Okay, perfect. We'll make sure we put that in the show notes so people can connect. And and if anybody listening to this says, you know, I want to be a part of what they're doing at the Idle Class and, you know, you, you, they want to raise their hand and, and give you some help or provide you with yeah. some help. What's the best way for somebody to reach out to you, Cody?
2: I mean, social media always works or you can email us at we've Got several email addresses. You can go hit us up at editorial at IdleClassMag.com. You can do advertising at IdleClassMag.com. Or if you want to keep it simple, you can just do the idle class at gmail.com. That is our our oldest email address that we have.
0: Okay. So if somebody is just inspired by what they hear and as, as uh, Cody is sharing what they're doing uh, and want to be a part of this, I certainly encourage you to do that. I'm sure Cody's door is wide open if somebody wants to come and help out yeah. and they've got the desire to be a part of, of what you're doing. So yeah, uh, I would true. certainly encourage them to do that. So. Yeah, everybody's got
2: to start somewhere. And we've, you know, worked with, you know, various writers and other creatives over the years, you know, when they were first getting started. And so, yeah. you know, we'll, we'll we'll meet you where you're at and, you know, try and advise and assist the best we can if you want to give it a shot.
0: Yeah, no. And, and I, I must say the young lady that interviewed me was very professional. She was excellent. And I really it was a, it was a really good experience when I got interviewed for for your magazine. So I, I certainly would encourage anyone that if the opportunity presents itself, take advantage of it. And uh, you'll end up in the magazine. So I think that'll be great. Yeah. Well, Cody, thank you so much, man, for sharing your heart and, and what you guys are doing. And and I just want to say I appreciate all the efforts that you're putting out here in Northwest Arkansas, both for the Idol Class Magazine, the Black Apple Awards and for the Arkansas Cinema Society. So, I mean, you guys are you're doing some you're doing some really great things. And I just want to encourage you to keep fighting the good fight, man, and and keep making sure that art matters because we definitely, we don't want that voice and that theme to ever be silenced in our society, so. Absolutely, Randy. Well, thank you so much for having me on the show. Absolutely. Well, folks, there you have it. Another episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas. I hope you enjoyed that. Like I said, please, if you're listening to this podcast in advance of the event on the 25th of March, I want to encourage you to take part in the Black Apple Awards. If it's after that, you just need to connect with the folks at the Idol Class uh, Magazine Um Look at, you know, read the magazine online, go get a physical copy of the magazine and stay ahead and stay alert of to when they do this award show next year. But that's all I have for you today on this episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas. Remember, our podcast comes out every Monday, Rain or Shine. I'm your host, Randy Wilburn, and we'll see you real soon. Peace.
1: We hope you enjoyed this episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas. Check us out each and every week, available anywhere that great podcasts can be found. For show notes and more information on becoming a guest or sponsor, visit I Am Northwest We'll see you next week on I Am Northwest Arkansas.